I'm Aria Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. The regular season is over and now it's time for legends to be made. It's WNBA playoff time. show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over on windsider.com that's windsider.com and remember downloading the episode makes our stats look better your listening experience better and allows us to continue doing this important work my last plug if you want to sponsor an episode or sponsor something else regarding Windsider, just email us at info at windsider.com. Rachel, it's great to be back in the booth. I know you've been busy. I uh, don't want to get into too much. I've been a little bit busy uh, with a illness in the family. I had to go to Minnesota and help take care of that. Um, and as I always say, family comes first. But it is amazing that it's playoff time. It's amazing that we're back in the swing of things. Uh, it's great to be back in the booth with Rachel. Rachel, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's playoff time. Just, you know, figuring out all these awards and, you know, we, you know, the debates all over Twitter about goats and, you know, first team MVPs, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. It's a fun time of year. Um, obviously, very much looking forward to Thursday's first round matchup. Um, lot, lot to unpack. We're going to have to do a few episodes this week, I think. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to do one for the awards, which, by the way, regarding the GOAT, like, let's, I'm just going to throw this out there, and we've done this debate before, I think it's like our sample episode, if you've never listened to our podcast before, it was two years ago, we might have, we might have to do another GOAT debate episode and bring on a panel of people, I'm just going to throw this out there, like, say what you want, Dana Taurasi, she ain't the GOAT, like, I've said this before, I'll say it again, we'll make a whole episode out of it, like, look at the stats, look at everything, She's just not like, yeah, she's gotten a lot, whatever. That, that's a whole other thing. Let's talk about the playoffs, the playoff picture before we get into all that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, let that time bomb. Like you can't just say that and then be like, okay, moving on to the next. Gonna, no, like gonna get me all fired up here. Yeah. But Rachel, I think it's clear. Like it, like in a certain situation, would you want her on your team over any other player? Yes. But in my, that doesn't make her the greatest of all time. That's all I'm saying. It like, I'm not it, trying to yeah, knock but, her But again, way. that's that's the beauty of these arguments, right? Like, you, you can look at stats. You can look at rings. You can look at – it's di- people determine their GOAT based on a different metric than someone else. Sure. And that's I what mean, makes you this – You know my GOAT. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I completely agree. And I think and, – and something that you and I have preached for years now is the important part is to have these discussions – I think my biggest pet peeve is, and the reason that I'm so adamant against this Diana Taurasi is the GOAT thing, is because, heck, I'll say it, it's lazy, right? Like, it's been the narrative that has been said for so long that I feel like people just kind of go with it, right? Like, it's almost like accepting that, you know, some law of science or something, whatever it is. The world is round. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Like, no, but it, it's it's accepting something that we assume is fact and living as if it's fact, but it's not fact. It's an opinion. You know what I mean? It's an opinion. 
So whatever. We'll, we'll now that's its own. No, we spent enough time on that. We'll we will do a whole episode on that. What I do want to talk about though is the playoff race got got a little bit crazy, Man. a little bit heated. Um, you know, the Phoenix Mercury were on like a crazy win streak until they lost to the Sun and then just tail dived going into the playoffs. How much of it, you know, was game planning versus rest is resting players and understanding where you're seated in the playoffs and what's best for the team. I don't know. But you gotta be a little concerned. You know, it, it it's weird, Rachel, right? Like just talking about the first matchups before we even get into them, like there was a few teams that needed to win to get in. The Mystics, with two games left in the season, all they had to do was win one of those two games. They played the Liberty and the Liberty win, which keeps the Liberty's hopes alive. But then the Liberty, like literally, they Jar Jar Binks, uh, Star Wars shout out, if anybody understands that. <laughs> they stumbled their way and in perfection, doing absolutely nothing but fall into the playoffs, right? Like, is that good for Walt Hopkins and his career? Yes. Is it good for the Liberty fans? Yes. For me, I was like, I'll be honest. I hated to see that, right? Like to see two teams, the Mystics and the Sparks, both had life in their own hands. Their future was dictated by themselves and they couldn't pull off a win. Uh, And the Sparks even knew, right? Like the Sparks needed a Mystics loss and they win against the Wings, another bottom seeded team to move on and they couldn't get it done. Do you want to talk Mystics or you want to talk Sparks just briefly uh, before we start talking about the actual playoffs? I'm just going to say a little bit of a generalization too. I mean, those are great points. Like when you have your own destiny in your, ha- in your hands, I mean, we, we all sat there every year. It happens in college basketball too. You know, when you're talking about conference finishes, things like that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing all these different scenarios. We need this team to win by this and da, 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 da. And then maybe we can do this and it, and it becomes exhausting. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you got to focus on what you can control and, and you got to take care of, of, of you. You got to be, you got to do what you need to do. And, you know, LA was not able to do that. Washington was not able to do that. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a little bit of a tailspin, <laughs> with with Mercury headed into the playoffs, and, and I don't, th- and for me, I'm not. I don't think it's anything to be too concerned with. I think the Mercury played exceptionally well the second quote unquote half, if you will. Um, but at the same time, did they peak at the wrong time? I mean, you know, the the final three losses headed into playoffs. I think you kind of have to take with a grain of salt because there has to be some strategy. I mean, BG only played 15 minutes the last game, so you know, I I, I think if we want to talk about a, a slight tailspin of the mercury you have to talk about the undeniably ridiculous tailspin of the new york liberty which still somehow got themselves in the playoffs it just it's like good lord you know like man like it's like it here's a gift for you you get to breathe a new life and you did enough in the earlier part of the season when you weren't atrocious to be able to still get yourself in the playoffs and credit to you but man it's like I'm not sure with this specific matchup of Mercury Liberty, I know we'll get to here in a second, you know, who has more of the momentum at this point. Part of me says the Liberty because they literally have been handed a second life, but. Oh yeah. I mean, they're playing with house money. Yep. Right. Like you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. You have no expectation. You've already, but but on, on the flip side, you've already exceeded the expectation, right? Like I saw a tweet, like we went from two to whatever, two and 20, to now we're a playoff team. Woohoo! You know, I think there is a little bit of um, the, the youth of this team, the inexperience of this team saying, hey, we made it to playoffs, and this feels a little bit like, 
an accomplishment when really in some ways it was handed to you because oh, yeah. because well, Washington right. and LA couldn't take care of business. Well, that's what I wanted to say. And also like, I get it, you know, spin it positive. You need poster board material, whatever, whatever the phrase is. I always get that one wrong. Well, no news there. Um, but like, I'm sorry. It, it, when you're talking about the seven, eight seed, yeah, you're in the playoffs. But if Rachel, when you and I own a WNBA team and you're the head coach, and I'm like some weird position that no one really knows what I do. Um, I'm just going to say this. If we're a seven and an eight seed, I don't care. We're not considering that making the playoffs, right? Like, yeah, everyone gets their playoff bonus. Everyone gets some playoff experience. Cool. But it, it, in my mind, if I'm a coach, right, the end goal is championships. I don't give a flying hoot, right? Like if you look at the statistics, you have a less than 1% chance of winning the finals. You're... If you're if you are within like a three percent range of, of a team that didn't make the playoffs, I don't really consider it that big of accomplishment. And I know I'm going to get wrung out for this. Well, and I know I'm being a jerk. Well, and I and I don't. Here's the thing. Yes, New York lost. I, I lost track. How however many? <laughs> um, you know, from August 18th until when they when they played Washington on Friday. Now that was it. I mean, that was your do or die game between both of those teams. Again, whoever wins this game in a lot of ways has a chance to control their destiny. And you know what? You you have to tip your hat to New York. They pulled out the 91 yes. to 80 win. They did win that game. I mean, both teams had everything on the line. Um, so again, I, I don't want to discredit the fact that they went in basically in some ways. I mean, that was kind of a, a an elimination came in itself between those two and t- they took care of business. Okay. So, you know, obviously we could talk about the Liberty till the cows comes home and, you know, they, 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 they fizzled out drastically. They had, they, they had a lot of potential early on in the season. And then it was like, what is going on? But they did just enough and they won that game on Friday when it needed to, um, and again, I know we're all all over the place because we haven't talked in three weeks. But I, I really <laughs> think that I really think that in some ways you could make an argument that you know the Liberty have the momentum right now. Yeah, and no, I will say that like props to Liberty. All they could have done was win that last game because what that does is it puts the ball in the Mystics court, right? Like they did what they needed to do to win. And I'll give them props also. I mean, it, if there's one thing we both know, it's that Tina Charles would have loved, loved to make the playoffs with the Mystics by beating the Liberty, her old team, and sending them home and not going to the playoffs. She ends that game in 38 minutes with four rebounds, seven assists, and just 10 points. Um, honestly, a player that I feel bad for is Ariel Atkins, somebody who mm-hmm. was really getting to her own later in the season, scoring like crazy, really struggled earlier in the season, and just, you know, she drops 29. Like, it's always hard when you have, like, such a great game and then you lose, and that's the game that essentially decides whether or not you're making the playoffs. But, okay, let's – I don't even want to get into the Sparks. I was just an abysmal season. Um, Man. I got to look at the stats of, like, has a team that was that good defensively done that bad record-wise slash not made the playoffs? I'll let Curtis from across uh, the <laughs> timeline look into that and get back to us. Let's talk Mercury Liberty. I agree with you. It's a tough one. There's a lot of question marks on kind of which team has the momentum, right? If you're the Mercury, you can't, this can't be a trap game. I think, right? Like if I I think the mindsets of the teams are very, very different. And we, and you know, Rachel, we've talked about this many years. This, this ain't our first show, right? Mm -hmm. Like it ain't our first carnival. We've been here before every year going into the season, look at the Phoenix Mercury and you say, wow, this roster 
they can compete with the best teams in the league. But consistency and who are we going to see from BG is going to be the key question. And first half of the season or first one-third of the season, two-thirds of the season just was typical, right? Disappointing, underwhelming, underachieving. They come back from the Olympic break and BG goes on a rip. Mm-hmm. just dominant and Rachel and I for the fans for the masses if you're new to our show are very very openly critical of BG not because she doesn't have the talent or the gifts and the ability but it almost at times you're left underwhelmed kind of, very similar to the Mercury right like yeah BG I just, just nip- that's but I, I agree and that but man she has she's put that argument to bed for me this year she has been an absolute this year, nightmare for sure this year for sure I, for sure like the end of this 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 stretch that she has had has been mm-hmm. the beat like I remember you like texting you at one point after like the third game where she was on this tear and I was just like this is the BG like this is who we want and I think if you're the Mercury you know you have the storyline of Dan Tarasi doesn't lose and do or die games you have the storyline of you know, Skyler wanting to get a playoff win and, and this isn't like, there's a lot of cool storylines. You're the Mercury. Your mindset is very different than the Liberty who we just spoke about having this like new grasp on life. Mm-hmm. And I think if I'm the Mercury, it's very easy for this to be a trap game, right? This is a 12 and 20 team. This is a team that, you know, is not, yes, they got 10 more wins than last year, but like, this is not a team that of recent you feared, right? Fair and enough. Yeah. If the Mercury overlook this team, it is very, very dangerous. So I would have to say the Mercury are the clear favorites in my mind, just from like a statistic, whatever sense. No, I agree. I think you're exactly right. It's going to be really tough to go down to Phoenix. Now they're not playing. Um, they're not playing where I can't even talking stick. I don't know if it's still called that back when I lived in Arizona, that's what we called it. They're actually, I think they're playing at Grand Canyon at university. Shout out to my old school that I used to coach at. Um, but still, to, to go on the road and play um, in Phoenix with the X Factor and in, and in that vi- environment is going to be tough. And I, you know, again, I agree. I think you said it really, really well. And I don't think anyone on the Mercury will, in a single round, s- single elimination, play- first round of the WNBA playoffs, you know, this, it's scary. Like, who would you rather play? Would you rather play Dallas or would you bl- rather play the Liberty right now? Because both of them are such, like, it's like, Hot cold. Yeah, like you know, in some ways, I'd almost rather say Dallas, just because the Liberty have been so bad lately. But, but if you think back to again that the potential of this team, when this team has clicked on all cylinders, especially when they're making shots, you know, it's I just don't know if at the end of the day, New York is going to have the inside presence to match up with the dominance of BG right now, and that's ultimately what it comes to, comes down to. You have to have bigs in this league to have success, and I just don't think Natasha Howard we're, we're, I'm taking Natasha Howard out of that conversation um and I think that I think that Mercury are the clear favorites and have the clear advantage in this matchup yeah no I, I completely agree like at the end of the day and just so just so our listeners know uh the Liberty won the first game just barely and then got routed in the next two games by the Mercury <clears throat> when the Liberty won BG and Skyler went off but nobody else did keep in mind Benajah Laney was scoring like 20 point 20 plus points in the first games um two sorry two out of the three games in the last game uh she only scored 14 howard will likely and i agree with you rachel like it's going to come down to pain presence and um and i just don't sorry not to cut you off real quick i just i just think um if if the mercury do end up losing like say the liberty you know have this 
this momentum. They have a new life. They're 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 loose. They you know there there's no expectation. They're there's you know they're they're not they don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders that they've had the last month about how bad they are. They they go down there and win. It's because Mercury did not take care of business. They're just a better team in general. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think if I'm the Liberty, just game planning wise, I'm thinking we're running and gunning, right? We want to exhaust PG. We want yeah, to frustrate sure. her. Yeah. You know, look, they set the record for most three pointers made in the season. They live and die by the three uh, and turnovers. I think turnovers are going to be the key factor. Like, you know, fast break points and turnovers, because what we saw in the Liberty's downfall is just multiple players just having, having to, to quote a football line, fumbleitis, right? Like, there's just so many turnovers from this team that yeah. it didn't matter how many threes they were making. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what pace they were playing at. Whenever they got close, whenever they made a good play, it was just idiotic plays that cost them, you know, behind the back, fancy showboaty plays mm-hmm. as opposed to playing smart basketball. Um, for me, for the Mercury to win, I completely agree with you. To get a little bit more poignant on it, I would just say a third player needs to pull some weight. In the games that they won, it was because there was a third player. So we know BG is going to do well. We know Skyler's going to do well. But the real question is, you know, is it going to be Diane Rossi? Is it going to be Kean Nurse? Is it going to be Shea Petty? Who else is going to step up on this Mercury team to kind of finish the job for the Liberty? Or, sorry, excuse me, for the Mercury with the Liberty. Um, let's do some predictions, Rachel. I'll let you go first. <laughs> Who do you think wins and by how much? I've got the Mercury. I'm going to go Mercury by 10. Animated. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> I, I do. I'm gonna go with Mercury, um, but I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna prices right you and say Mercury by eleven. Of course you are. <laughs> Run them right. down. Save it. Save it. It's written. It is written. <laughs> it's written down. Um, let's talk about this next do or die game: the Sky versus the Wings. Which, you know, look, Diantrasi. Liberty finally back in the playoffs. That matchup is going to get some attention on the national media service. Mm-hmm. The Sky and the Wings. Now, this is an extremely interesting game. The Sky, look, let's be frank. The Sky are made for the playoffs, right? They have the tools to slow the game down and play smart basketball. They have the tools to run fast basketball. They have vets, right? They're not a team of young players. So they are poised to do good in the playoffs. But the real question is consistency. Right. Like, let's be frank. We were talking about this before the episode. I'll say this is a disappointing season for the sky to drop to where they are, to have that, yeah. you know, that I think it was like an eight game losing streak, the seven game win streak, whatever it was, or eight and eight. It's a disappointing season for the sky. They're not where they want to be. And now because of that, they are in a spot that nobody wants to be in playing the Dallas wings, a fast paced, high octane offense that any night can go off for a ridiculous amount of points in a do or die game. I mean, these both these teams are so similar. And in my opinion, it comes down to paint defense. What do you think it comes down to? Comes down to it comes down to just I I I mean, I think it it comes down to who's which which team wants to defend on Thursday. I mean, in my it, 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 that's what it that's what it is. It's what it's going to be. I think that you know, it's interesting that Dallas has been a tough challenge for Chicago. They win the series so far in the regular season, two to one. Um, Dallas um, lost. They dropped the first meeting in June, ninety-one to eighty-one. Chicago took that one. The second meeting in the early early parts of July, Dallas won one hundred to ninety-one, and then 
on the 17th of August, Dallas won 80 to 76. Now, Dallas is averaging just over 90 points a game against Chicago. And, and Chicago is probably you know, doing quick, terrible Eastern Illinois education math in my head, you know, averaging around, you know, mid 80s. So I, 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 I mean, teams are, are they, they're scoring against each other. It just, I just don't know if Chicago defensively, you know, can, can hold them down, you know, and I, I've not seen enough consistency from this team. And again, I love the Chicago sky because I've just grown up watching this franchise, but you know, it's like you start out really, really bad. Then you get really, really hot. Then it's just this like exhausting roller coaster. Win two games, lose one, you know, lose, win a game, lose three, win two games, lose, you know, lose. It's just, it's like, it's just constant back and forth. So, you know, this is a, I, I really think it could go either way. It's a flip of a coin for me. And I don't know that the home court advantage has any different. I, I think, you know, you've got players like Arike in playoffs, um, you know, again, just kind of that, that house money, like, right. We made it, we're here, we've made that next step. And now you're, it, it, the lights are on and this is do or die. It's, this is the one, this is the game that I'm most excited about because I just think there's too many storylines and they could go too many ways. It's going to be a really fun offensive matchup, but it's going to come down to who, which team is going to defend and which team is going to rebound. Oh, totally. And and the funny thing is I can see this being like, Chicago Sky with here's the thing if it comes down to a last moment play there's no question in my mind Sky win right like the Chicago Sky are a team with a very good coach and a very good roster that can execute who's experienced in playoff time experienced in playoff time but also experienced executing on last moment plays like Mm -hmm. under a minute left call draw up a play James Wade and the team is confident and can do that. That That's the huge advantage that I think they have. But the other aspect, kind of why I fully agree with you that it's a flip of a coin, is this could also be like a, like, I would not be shocked to see a 20-point blowout by either of these teams towards the other team. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I guess it could. I mean, they haven't, there hasn't really been that big of a point differential. I mean, I, m- most of their games have been, uh, let's see, it was 10 points, nine points, 10, nine, four. It's four, you know, so it's still a pretty evenly matched two teams that, that want to go score that they, they, they want to play fast. They want to make quick decisions and they don't necessarily want to hang their hat on the defensive end of the floor. So oh, yeah. it's, it's like I said, the ones that, that are disciplined and do decide to does a better job of it that night is, is who's is that that's the difference of the game. But I, I mean, I don't know. I think a 20 point game might be a bit of a stretch, but again, like these are just two teams where you're going, they both can be really, really good or they both can be really bad. <laughs> well, exactly. And, and that's why, because in the playoffs, I think everything has a magnifying glass, right? And so I, while yes, during the regular season, whatever, but I think when it comes to the playoffs, I, we see more of that pressure, you know, p- pressure bus pipes. And at the end of the day, I could very well see one of these teams just coming out so, so cold yeah. that the other team just runs it up. Like, I mean, if, if I think it's a 20 point game, I think it's going to be done by like almost like well before halftime, basically. And oh. yeah, there might be some pushes. It might get close at one point, but it'll be clear who is dominating uh, throughout the whole game. And, and the more I talk about it, the more I kind of trick myself into convincing myself this is what is going to happen. For me, the key, I mean, just, oh, wait, I do want to give a shout out to Enrique Gumwale because I saw a video of a game the other day 
Um, I think it was that LA Sparks game where someone on the team shoots a three. She's like holding up the three for a Selly, doesn't go in. She gets the rebound and knocks down a corner three. And as she runs back to defense, high fives the whole fan section that is like a front row on the court. And I just love that because so rarely do we see that exuding of energy and con- like there's certain players that I just love to watch when they do things like that, right? Like Ariel Powers, Arike, Jazz Jones, like there's certain players who feed off the crowd and give back to the crowd. And that's some stuff that I like to see. I mean, that that was just a cool moment, a cool vibe to see from Arike. Um, especially when there was uh, we don't need to get into this, but you know, all of that slanderous talk mm-hmm. uh, when that video came up of Rike like throwing a glass of a cup of water at the game and then watching everyone else clean it up. Um, won't get into that, but it, it was just cool to see that. But let's talk about keys for this game. Let's pick some players that are going to be key. For me on Chicago, it's going to be Diamond of Shields and Candace Parker. Now, too often, in the history of Candace Parker's career, have I seen her have a great game when the rest of the team is not playing well? And Diamond DeShields is a player that I think is going to be key for a deep playoff run for the Chicago Sky, as we've been saying for a very long time. But hey, Kalia Copper might just like go off and say Diamond who? <laughs> who are the key players for you for the Chicago Sky in your mind? Oh, man, it's... Yeah, that that that's a that's a good question because I I think that the sky has so many weapons. Copper's been very consistent in my opinion. Her and Allie Quigley have been two of the most consistent players that, and you kind of know what you're going to get with them. Um, and that's what I love. I think it comes down to Candace Parker. Um, you know how how is she competing? How is she feeling? Is this like MVP Candace Parker that you know decides to show up in the playoffs? Um, and I, I agree with I agree with Diamond to Shields. There's still a little bit of question marks for me in terms of the production with this team and Diamond. And I I just you know I I hope that she finds a rhythm, a consistent rhythm, um, a little bit more than kind of what it feels like it's been just the entire season. But Diamond, I mean, I don't I don't know outside of maybe Gray who matches up well with Diamond when she's playing at you know 100 percent Diamond. So I think that she can be an X factor for Chicago. Yeah, no, definitely. All right, let's talk about the wings. The wings are an interesting one because for me, like a huge aspect of this is going to be defense, but also kind of who controls the paint. I know we talked about that in in the other matchup, and, and honestly, that is always a key aspect. But interior, who's going to get the rebounds? Who's going to get second chance points? Who's going to get the paint points is really going to determine because Maybe it's backwards thinking, so call me an idiot, Rachel, if you want to. But like, I almost feel that it's an e- the easiest way to to statistically, you know, with simple stats, not getting into the advanced stats, with simple stats to say which team is playing good defense and which team is, you know, doing the effort plays is second chance points and who's scoring in the paint, right? So in my mind. If the interior defense, defense in general is going to be key, right? Because both teams like to let it fly. But at the end of the day, if the Chicago Sky can get a couple extra offensive rebounds, second chance points, get some more points in the paint, I mean, that that is going to be the deciding factor for me. But looking at the wings, I'm just kind of thinking, you know, which player is going to step up besides Arike? We know 
Arike is going to do Arike things. But who else are we going to see from? There's been a couple players who I wouldn't be shocked to see kind of have that it game, but I think, Mabry. Yeah, Mabry. Mabry, Mabry is going to be – she's been phenomenal. She, she deserves to be in the discussion um, of, of most improved, and I think she'll, she'll rise to the occasion. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Mabry, Mabry needs to be good. She's got to be able to knock down shots, but she'll, she'll do it. Like, to me, Mabry's – She's this cold-blooded killer. She's just like Arike in terms of what they bring on the court. For me, it's it's Satu. I mean, that's that's the difference here for me. Now, it had been, what, since July 11th that, 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 that Wings had played without her. And that's a massive blow with how good Satu Sabali is. And now, okay, she's got a couple games under her belt. She came back on the 11th. She played on the 19th. So she had a couple games kind of getting her, her her feet underneath her, was playing close to about 21 minutes per game during that time. I think it's Sabali, and, and she alone could be the difference of if if, if Dallas is, is able to, to, to win. And I think I think it could be like an overtime game. I really could. I really do. I think yeah, no, definitely. I think that's I, I like Sabali. Yep. I like that Sabali pick, Rachel, because yep. honestly, like completely as – I'm a I'm big hyped on it, right? But like – totally spaced out of my brain when I'm, when I'm looking at it. And I agree. Cause I was looking, okay, is it going to be Kayla Thornton? Okay. Is it going to be Izzy Harrison? Okay. Is it going to be Bella? You know, like which one of these players or may, Hey, maybe a walk just goes off in, in her first playoff game, you know, for, <laughs> for me, cause I'm thinking about what interior players and, and hearing me say Satu, I completely agree because, you know, you look at her stat breakdowns over this season and it's like, you know, there's been a few blips where it's just not the games you want to see, right? She had one, two, three, four, five games where she doesn't score double-digit points. That's not going to get you, you know, to the next round in the playoffs. We need to see that next level from her. Um, and honestly, I want to see Satu take that step. So I didn't think of it originally. I was going to pick, like, Izzy Harrison or, or, or a random other uh, paint player big. But no, I I gotta agree with you. Yep. It's all about Satu. Yep. Do you want to do some predictions? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go first because you went first last time. <sighs> Damn, this is tough. All right, I'm gonna go Chicago Sky just because of confidence and been there beforeness by nine. I'm going Chicago Sky in overtime by three. Ooh, wait, real quick though, is it a last second winning shot? Oh god. I don't think it'll come. I think no. No, I don't think it will be. Okay. Okay. Well, to end this episode, I just want real quickly, and I know we received, so it's a little bit of a confusing question to ask. But if you were the coach or the GM of the Lynx or the Storm, which two teams do you want to see make it to the next round? If I'm the Lynx or the Storm, who do I want to win? Um, and 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 don't I don't want you to sit here and go, well, if this team wins, then we play them. I'm just saying, b- between those four teams, if you're one of these teams sitting in the next round, you know, in general, who would you prefer? I think, I mean, you know, you you don't want to you don't want to go again up against the Mercury and Diana Tarazi and Brittany Griner. I mean, so I, I would absolutely 100% love for the Liberty to upset the Mercury and get a chance to face the Liberty because, you know, although it's still going to be a single elimination matchup, it's like, 
this team doesn't have the experience and in, in my opinion, you know, just the overall composure right now to go win two games in the play in two playoff single elimination games. So, um, Liberty easily, I would so much rather play Liberty than, you know, the way the Mercury has played the second half when it comes to Chicago sky and Dallas, God, it's hard. That one's a tough one. I, I still think I would agree with, with my similar logic. I would go with, um, I would love to see Dallas upset. I don't really know if you call that an upset. It's so evenly matched and, but it's an upset from a standpoint of experience. And, um, you know, there, there is an element of like, all right, we're in the playoffs now. Okay. We just upset Chicago. Like, let's see if we can go do another one. Now this team is very scary to me. The Dallas wings I've said it out of any other team is such it's, it's there's such a complete wild card because would anybody really be that surprised if Dallas went on and like, you know, made it to the semis and pushed it to, you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's entirely possible because this team is just that terrifying, but I don't know if they have the experience and they have the overall, um, defensive composure that it takes in the playoffs to be able, uh, I think I'd still rather face Dallas than Chicago in the playoffs. No, I agree. I, I, the interesting aspect for me when, when you look at it, and I, everyone might look at it and just go, oh, Rachel picked the eight and seven, excuse me, the eight and seven seed, obviously. But the wings, no, that, it's, it's that, wings, bit, that wings pick is tough. <laughs> that wings pick is tough. And, and I agree with the Liberty. The, the interesting part for me with the Liberty is like, if I'm Minnesota, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm scared to play the Liberty, right? Because they're just that type of team that I could see them, you know, really taking advantage. But also that said, it does seem that the Lynx have kind of figured it out. And I am going to tip my cap to Cheryl Reeve over Walt Hopkins any day. Well, and um, again, I, I think if you're the Lynx and you get a chance to play New York, you, your advantage is Sylvia Fowles in the interior, just doing what she's been doing all year. She, who deserves to be, in my opinion, at least in the cusp of that MVP type of conversation. And we all know New York can't defend in the paint. So yeah. No, yeah, I agree with you. And then if you're, you know, looking at the Chicago Dallas game, the thing that I'll say even more so is if you're the liber- if you're possibly facing New York or Dallas, it's so it's scary for Minnesota and Seattle in the sense of it's a single game and both those teams can shoot lights out. Right? And any team that can it, you know, there's that fear factor of if they're hitting it that day, it's scary. The big difference and why the one and two seed is so, so important is I, and I'll say this, maybe I'm exaggerating. I have 0% confidence in Dallas or New York's ability to win a series. If we're talking about round two as best of three, then I very much so am like much less concerned if I'm Minnesota or Seattle to play, you know, New York or Dallas playing Chicago or Phoenix that's much scarier in a series. Obviously, they're a better team, so when you play a better team, you know, it's scarier in general. But, you know, maybe that didn't make sense. Maybe I'm just talking out of my butt. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I have no confidence for the Liberty or Dallas to string to – like, they might be able to string together a couple one-or-done games. Yeah. And maybe no, at I that agree. point, I their confidence is through the roof. Yeah. I just have no confidence in either of those teams. And that's why I feel like – we're going to have a repeat of the semifinals last year. I think that Dallas has a better chance of stringing together wins in a series than New York does. But yes, I agree. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Here's my, my question though. 
and maybe we're jumping the gun here. Maybe what? this is showing my hometown <laughs> bias, but between Minnesota and Seattle, obviously, you know, Brandon Stewart's health is in question. What percentage, you know, whatever. Looking at that, you know, if you had to pick between Minnesota and Seattle, one of those teams not making it to the semis, not being a repeat of last year's semifinals, who are you going to pick? Uh, can we focus on round one? Man. Just real quick. Let's sneak ahead. And then and then I, when um, we get to round two, I feel we can look back and say how stupid we were. When I say, who, who am I going to pick to win that? No, no, no. If if between Minnesota and Seattle, we don't know who's making it to round two, but if you had to pick one of those teams to not win that game, to not make it to the semis, which would you pick? Seattle. For me, Seattle's been too... Seattle right now. Uh, right now. Yeah, There's too many unknowns, but I would say Seattle right now. Yeah, which is crazy considering, you know, go back in time a month or two. Mm-hmm. That's what I want the yeah, WWE fans to understand. It's hard for me to even say that out loud. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. What's wrong with me? Right wrong with me but honestly i'm kind of excited to have seattle out of that tier right like it's exciting to have parody in the league sure. and rachel thank you so much for joining me on this episode we'll be back again this week let me remind the fans winsider is your one-stop shop for all your WNBA news and conversation we can't do it without your help become a subscriber at patreon.com backslash winsider for just a few dollars a month you can help grow the game